This time on TNT. Some changes coming up, buds. Things are going to sound a little different, and we're pumped. And I don't have a kitchen still. And real town or fake town? Some of Canada's weirdest names. It's all coming up right now on TNT. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Everybody got a hungry heart. Sing the words and you get that part. Everybody got a ho, ho, ho. That's the easy part. Try a verse. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> always wondering what he was doing here. Picking up where we left off with Sing Along, which if this is the first time you're ever listening to our podcast, got a hungry here's how it works. Everybody you fire on a song and you have to sing along parts. whether you know the words or not. I don't know what the thinking it starts. I don't want anybody hungry hurts. Is it is it got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack? There's like kiss yeah, Kingston Bar. There's so many words I have no idea. Is that the line though? Got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack? Like he's calling a guy Jack? Let me look. Is that got, must be. got a yeah got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack? I don't <laughs> Went know out for about a ride Jack. And I never came back, like a river that don't know where it's going or flowing. Took a wrong, Took a wrong, turn, wrong turn and just kept and going. Just kept going. Play your part, baby. That's a classic. Got a wife so we, and we, kids we, in Baltimore, <laughs> Jack. We were. I wanted, like, in my heart at the beginning, I wanted this you to sing this, like, just to kick things off. But we we're uh, we're a device down, so you can't play the jams. So here's what but happened. In spirit, that was supposed to be you doing that. I think I would have nailed that first line. I think so. Got a weapon, kids, Baltimore Jack. It does sound good. <laughs> it's- it's like South Detroit. It does oh, those words sound pleasing coming out of someone's mouth. Jack, when you sing it like you're vacuuming, never go back. He is also the king of making a multi-syllable word one syllable. It's not flowing. It's flowing. Um, the reason Man. we are a device down tags is because we're on our Torrens family staycation. Staying in Halifax for a couple of nights. The girls are in Neptune Theater summer camp. Cool. And we thought, you know what we should do? Why don't we make it a thing? Why don't we stay in a hotel for a couple of nights? How hard could it be? But the truth That's is, you guys did it recently. Um, did you feel as out of practice as we do? What do you mean? Like when we went to Pembroke? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's weird in a way. Like how um, how do you sleep? What do you eat for breakfast? Where does the yeah. dog go? Like all these yeah, things that we used to have so dialed. It's been so long. We're like yeah, learning all over like, again. Yeah, it does, I guess it. I guess it does feel like a vacation in that everything's new. But yeah, it's, uh, 
it's a, it, it's a little awkward because you're just trying to get used to everything. Everybody feels like, well, it's a whole family. It's yeah, everybody's personality's got a vibe, right? Well, and people have different dietary needs, and uh, we had to leave some animals behind, like Chubby Sparkles the Hedgehog did not make the trip. <laughs> so what? What's, what's the move for him? Now? Because the idea of leaving a hedgehog and a Leon burger in the same room just felt uh, reckless. Also, Joy's a lot of dog to have in a hotel room. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, trying to find a place to go to the bathroom. Yes. I think she's a country girl, so she knows how it works in the country. But in all this concrete, she's like, well, that doesn't, that's not like somewhere I would go to the restroom. So I've walked miles this morning trying to encourage her to do her business but it hasn't happened just the bail out the door and burl into the field and let it rip anywhere <laughs> yeah <mile away>. yeah <laughs> that's just like me that's what i do too but um so, for some reason it's not happening in the city so you're having a nice little hang in the city i'm still in the middle of renovations here they're there, there's probably you'll hear some song in the background. That's the front steps are getting put in. What and, was wrong uh, with the front steps? There was a, some water damage underneath the rocks, underneath Uh-oh. the stones. Yeah, so it was starting to seep into the sides, uh, and you, you don't want it to go any further, like into the to the wood of the house. So heck, no, just you don't. Cleared out, cleared out all the uh, moisture. Uh, and then redid the cement pads, and then let it dry out good, and then creating a more of a slope with uh, so water can run off. Um, so, yeah, there's a show on. Uh, I think it might even be on CTV. It's with Mike Holmes and his children, and they yeah. uh, track down people that need to have a renovation of some kind done, and they uh, go do it, and they each have a different skill. Um, his son, who I believe is also named Mike Holmes, is a yeah. very charming, likable sort, and yeah. uh, has a nice personality. And he's kind of the also, also the looks like he could, say. he could throw us around easily, like rag dolls, if he had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can tell he sassed <laughs> his old man a couple times, but uh, it was kind of playful. But I don't think he'd do it for real, because I think Mike Senior runs the show there. <laughs> Does you don't want to see him start throwing bows? Yeah, <laughs> the Miles shoulders like coming at you. His like his those. kids like to tease dad a little bit, but it was very clear who's wearing the coveralls in that family. Remember the He Man, the the He Man dolls in the eighties? Yeah. <laughs> Remember there was a He Man doll that had like the arms that were up, and the the thing of of what it did was like the arms you pull them back, and they'd be like chicka chicka chicka. They'd be like. Boxing fires, just throwing elbows. <laughs> well, cool. the interesting thing is, That's in this the show, Holmes arms. I didn't know he could uncross his arms. <laughs> I've only, I think, I've only ever seen him with his arms crossed. Um, but not only was he, uh, un, his arms were uncrossed, but he, he wasn't even wearing coveralls. He did, it, but he had the tank top going though, right? Well, it was winter. See, here's what happened. There was this place called... And he still had it on, though. He still had it on no. underneath, for sure. He had, the, he had a tough duck. He was rocking the tough duck. Yeah. He had some tough skins, <laughs> jeans on, um, some Carhartt items, uh, an earring, 
Um, and he was, I would say he was freshly shorn. He also had a hard hat sometimes. Um, so basically this place is in, I think it's Smithville, Ontario, uh, outside of Hamilton. And it's a place where kids go to hang, especially kids that don't have many other options. And they've kind of formed a family there and they found each other and the place was falling down. Real nice story. And one of those things that you're watching for three minutes and you have tears pouring down your cheeks. It was a real nice thing they did. Um, but I was trying to get a sense of how much of the work Mike Holmes does, or if he just kind of stops by every 10 days and says like, Oh, I want my crew going home. They need a night's rest. <laughs> He's like Rick Rubin. He just shows up, goes on a treadmill for 10 minutes and then leaves. Yeah. Shows up, signs <laughs> off, leaves. Yeah. There's no way he's picking up a hammer anymore for sure. Um, I he's don't, not moving anything around. I don't know much about his story. But he's obviously a really big celebrity and has done well. But did he do well from the TV or did he do well from the construction? Well, I guess he did good work. That was his thing. Right. So, um, yeah, but once you're the contractor, that's the end of moving and picking up stuff. If you're, you know, it's just kind of you're making phone calls and making sure everyone's doing their job and then you split. (laughs) I know, but I bet that's less fun. It's like teachers that become principals. Like, that's not why you got into teaching probably not why you got into construction so that you could drive around to rona to see if you can find a better price on yeah but it gives you the opportunity to have like two or three or four different jobs going at once so you can create more income right as opposed to like you're doing the one thing by yourself and then suddenly you have a leather interior in your pickup truck exactly that's when you know you're far away from the hammer the golden shiny truck nuts but i guess in the breeze like, if you're Mike Holmes Jr., uh, like, I don't know, it, does he have to work? Does he choose to? Is he a construction guy by trade or more of a TV guy, I wonder? I don't know his backstory. I think he worked himself up the ranks. Did he? Like, actually grunted his way, yeah. That's I'll, my guess. I I'll tell you, Mike Holmes' daughter seems yet. like a nice person. Yeah? I don't, I don't know. See, there are, how many are there? This is, this is, I don't know. The, is there just the daughter and the and the son? I don't know. I would look it up, but it, someone so busted us last week. Yeah. They're like, "Boys, move the is keyboard the away from the mic." So I'll try to type in quietly. In on it? His wife's in on it too. Oh, I don't know. You might be thinking of Brian Baumler. <laughs> no, that's right. They have like uh, a hotel the on ones an island. That are doing the the, the resort. Yeah. Holy fuck, we're going to lose our shirt every episode. It's like, and it's fine. So wait a sec. He has three oh, kids. No, the... Oh, is there three? Yeah. Every episode of that Brian Baumler show is like, we're ready to open. Tsunami! <laughs> we open today at five. Where's the roof? <laughs> okay, we're going to open up. Oh my god, this man of wars just man of wars across the whole beach, get off the beach. You know those like jellyfish. <laughs> Never seen this ready man of wars in my life! Okay, finally we're ready to open. <laughs> towel shortage! <laughs> There's a worldwide towel shortage. Well we can't open without towels. Damn it! We're ready to open. There's a crocodile in the lobby! <laughs> <laughs> the entire like hotel is underwater. <laughs> and obviously, COVID was like the whole thing too, right? 
Well, since we haven't been able to open in the last 18 months, because <laughs> there's no tsunamis or nothing to worry about. Right, it's been oh, beautiful man. for the last 18 months. They just haven't had any It's been customers. so long, they've had, to, they've had to update the place like three times. <laughs> Well, I guess this is going out of style because we can't open yet. I wonder. Oh, there's an earthquake. <laughs> I wonder if we can book a night. Like, is is it open? At the Bombsies? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Bomb.com. <laughs> the show's renewed but for a third season. <laughs> is it? Uh, all these questions, you know, the internet prompts you. Oh, man. All the questions are like, did it get canceled? Are they still together? Where does he live now? Are they back in Canada? They bickered along they, the way, <laughs> but they're still together. Did they sell everything and just they're, they're there full time now? I don't know. <laughs> the Baumlers own the hotel. Oh, see, this is great. They found out how much was spent on the resort from HGTV's show. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the dream, the island. Well, the show's paying for their house, so it's great. Or their resort, I guess, right? No. They would have to pay for... They would have bought the resort. <clears throat> Baumler worked from 95 to 2003 running an air cargo business. I know, but I'm saying if I got, like... A crazy deal to do that deck. I got like the eighty percent off the price of what it would be. I imagine he's getting like deals on everything that happens on the show. No, and then there's the budget of the show. Oh, I see. Probably, you know what I mean. I'm sure they got you know probably a hundred grand an episode to do something. <laughs> I see. So you think maybe what they're getting? Oh my gosh. After the challenges it's, caused it's, by shipment delays, foundation problems, and Hurricane Sandy. Oh, <laughs> what a calm show. Oh, no. The poor Baumlers. <laughs> oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, my gosh. After months of hard work and investing all their money into their dream project, Brian and Sarah finally opened their resort to guests in March... 2020 the couple had no choice but to briefly shut down their luxury resort until october like bless their hearts <laughs> but the, the show's still banging obviously and it's it's not just it's like that's a north american show no is it in the states oh yeah yeah so, so that's a big show. They're, they're, that's paying for the resort speaking about their finances for the project brian admitted they were in pretty deep they bought the property for $2 million with the intention of spending $4 million more for renovations alone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Signature collection suites there are $785 to $1,425. You gotta go... USD. You gotta go down. <laughs> Take the fam jam. He, here's what I think. I don't think HGTV puts any money into the resort. But I think well I think your point is a good one. They probably get like, "Hey, if we say 
we're putting a Samsung TV in every room. Will you give us those TVs? Plus money. You think? Yeah. Of course. So, like, whatever you're seeing, they're, like, getting for nothing. Like, if it's like, hey, we're putting a Trex deck here, that means all of a sudden the Trex is free. (laughs) And it's just the labor cost. I want your Trex. Um, so when you did, was it disaster decks? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. What did you pay? It would have been like 80 grand and I paid like 11 or 10 grand. Whoa. (laughs) So, so what did you pay for materials? Not even. Yeah. I got a super great deal on the materials. That's amazing. Like for example, you know that really those really heavy deck chairs and tables and stuff. It's made out of that really thick, dense composite. Yeah. That you can just power wash off and they last forever. Those I think that those were like that set was. Uh, I don't know how much. Probably that was probably <laughs> like seven, eight grand or something. And we got it for like two or twenty five hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Just don't think, just answer. Ready? Yeah. Brian Baumler or Mike Holmes? <laughs> what? Period. What do you mean? Like, if you were just period. to do a house? Road trip. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're going to play Cabot Links with one of those two guys, but you're driving from Ontario. Which one? With them. Just me and one of them? Yeah. Like, and then you pick? Okay. Yeah. I think I, don't, I, think I would go with Baumler. Same. Baumler. I think that's the I'd correct answer. That, I worry that Holmes might get, like, ragey over something and, like, throw me out of the truck. Stop the truck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and throw me out the He's door. got leather interior for sure. But Mike's... But no, it... My son, Mike, seems like a bot. Fun, too. No, but Mike Holmes would probably be fun, too, so I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Baumler would be just so busy. Both of them would be so on the phone the whole time. Just working stuff? Like I heard... Like when I was... uh, When OLP was on Columbia Records, I played golf with a, a rep. And he was telling me he played golf with Will Smith a couple times. And he did he, the whole time, Will Smith was on the phone the whole time. <laughs> he didn't really even say hi, like, said <laughs> hi. And he was talking to people the whole time. Like, who? <clears throat> Different, who knows, deals, people? I don't know, like, when you're that, when you're on that level. This was in the, the late 90s. <clears throat> So it was when he was, like, massive. Not that he's not massive, but, he, yeah, on the phone all the time. Like those Wahlbergs in the rock. Just on the <laughs> just phone on, all the time. They're, they're just on the phone. Like, on my way to work today, yeah, I stopped by the opening what, yeah. of two Wahlbergers exactly. restaurants. I told you, that's what I want. That's it. I'm in. I'm in. That's it. Okay. No, no, more, more. I want more. <laughs> right? Those, Next um, deal. Okay. 
Those wall burgers are all over the place. Like the fast food places. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, you something. Ever had one? Yeah, yeah, they're I good. Had one. I yeah. would take uh, Scott McGilvery over Baumler. I would take Baumler over Holmes. And I think I'd take Courtney and Dave over all of them. Who's Courtney and Dave? Um, Courtney and Dave uh, are masters of flip. They do the houses in Nashville, but they're actually, she's Canadian. I think they both are. And they were uh, um, like country duo, the Wilsons. They do music too? How come they always do music, everybody, all these guys? I guess so. Maybe because like construction is kind of a safe thing you can do on the side. But that Scott McGilvery seems like a nice guy. Because those twins play music, don't they? Oh, yeah, they sure do. The Property Brothers. Yeah, they and sure Paula do. Paula France. Paula France plays music. Does he? And, uh, yeah, he's in, had a band or has a band. There's a lot of them that play music for some reason. I don't know. The Scott Brothers definitely do. And then there's, if you've ever seen, um, you know, Christina on the Coast, they had uh, Flip or Flop. Okay, yeah. It's I've actually wild, one, yeah. yeah. And then they broke up, and then she got married to a guy named Ant. And then they broke up. <laughs> And then she uh, did shrooms. What? Um, yeah, there was some story recently about how shrooms like showed her the way and uh, uh, undid 20 years of anxiety. Um, in like, I don't know, in one sesh. Okay. The, well, that's... No, I've, I've heard that, yeah, um, <clears throat> mushrooms can kind of give you a different perspective on things. She rewired her brain after helps. doing mushrooms. Sometimes people just need that. They just need a different uh, perspective on things, yeah. Yes. So she, um, I'm going to tell you, she, oh, it's toad poison. That's what it was. Yeah, licking toads. She tried smoking toad poison, a treatment that she praises. <sighs> Smoking Bufo Toad Venom. What the hell? So it's in 1684? What the hell? <laughs> Smoking Toad Venom is a life-changing experience and is different for everyone. It cannot be summed up in one post, she said. Her ego has been torn from her. That's what it did. In an urgent way, required ego death. Um, so she did. She smoked the toad poison, and then she um, she met her boyfriend. Hunter Biden is also an advocate for toad poison. What's like? What's that? The uh, milk of the poppy <laughs> for like back in the day, if you were sick. I guess so. Yeah, painkillers. Lick the toad. Basically, lick liquid heroin. <clears throat> um, interesting. Like, who discovered that? Oh, Where do classic. you get it? How much is it? I have so many questions. But that uh, Christina on the Coast seems to have a lot of things going on. I heard about people licking toads and, like, smoking banana peels and stuff. Like, all these crazy, in the 80s, people's way. Like, usually, like, the the older brother guy who gets stoned all the time telling you about it. Yeah, man, I tried this the other day. I remember one guy was like that, and uh, he did this thing with my older brother where they just like, 
held like went <gasps> and then like would hold their breath and and he just fell down <laughs> but he was like fell forward on the, the rock dirt rock road <laughs> like so he landed right on his face in what? the gravel and then he's like gets up and he's got like rocks stuck in his face what like pebbles in his face <laughs> um Here's something crazy. Well, it's just stupid stuff, right? Donovan's hit Ways single, Mellow high. Yellow, is often credited with kicking off banana mania. Oh, people smoking banana peels, yeah. So that's... In Vancouver, <clears throat> I was turned on to bananas, and Emily Carr, the painter, Edie Denson, announced in the March 3rd, 1967 edition of Folk Scene... Take a banana and eat it. Now take the peel and scrape the inside of it until you have a pile of banana pith. Cure the pith in the oven (laughs) like grass. Roll it into joints and smoke it. The high is thought to be something (laughs) like an opium high. What? Oh, there you go. Okay. (laughs) So it's... You pith yourself. Yourself. Pith. Oh, the guy's all slumped over in the corner, and it's just a bunch of banana peels beside him. Like, I cook it up another batch in the oven. Like, how come gorillas aren't banged up? Well, you gotta like dry it up and then cook it. They don't. They're not doing that. <laughs> they got other ways of doing it. I'm sure getting banged up. What animals <laughs> are known to enjoy getting banged up? I don't know. Look into that. That's a good one. I bet you lots of them. Okay, I'm going to try to type quietly. I mean, cats like catnip. Yeah, they, they do. They go after that stuff. They get right into it. So that's something. Animals that like to get high. That's a whole prompt. Reindeer. <laughs> what do they get up high on? Um, Some kind of in Siberia, reindeer are common, and so is the hallucinogenic mushroom, Armanita muscaria. Oh, that's right. They know all that stuff. So they're just getting all rainbow vision through the woods. Wallabies on opium. Okay, this is a whole category I hadn't even considered. (laughs) Animals like to get banged up. There's a reindeer. It's like, I got electric light (laughs) looking through the woods all banged up. Talking all crazy to the other animals. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, everyone? I got the electric light. Carl, you're too banged up, bud. That mushrooms again. Ah! And he was running around. (laughs) I like that they sound like the trees when they're getting watered. Poppy farmers on the Australian island of Tasmania have reported wallabies entering their fields to consume the plants. <laughs> yeah, wallabies all rolling around, banged up. Dolphins. Hey, I got it. Uh, I got a hundred foot extender, so now I can get the uh, front hose around the house. Oh, really? You got so some I, extra hose? Yeah, but the back one will be hooked up next week, so then I can really get things going. What were you doing before? Front. Carrying buckets around? Well, yeah, originally, because of the uh, water reserve, two barrels there, they fill up when it rains, so you get get it from there. But it's been a little dry the last couple of weeks, so thank God I got the old uh, hose going. 
How often are you watering six... stuff? Well, the grass has been uh, kind of browning out a bit there, so I've been kind of maintaining that, that so it doesn't dry out too much. So a little bit there. Nice. But but mostly just the plants and the garden. Um, you're busy so, with yeah, your greenery. I am. It's fun though. Something to do in uh, in the morning or the late night. I like, like the old REM song, "Gardening at Night." A classic um, jam. Jeremy, exciting news in the TNT universe. Yeah. Tell the people about the change around here. Well, we partnered with the podcast exchange, and which basically now we have a, a weekly sponsor, and again, uh, it gives us a chance now to get the pod. Uh, grow it and take it to the next level you know start to promote it more and uh, have some cash in the kitty to uh, pay for that kind of stuff and uh, events and touring and merch and all that stuff so uh, it's pretty cool we got our first our first uh, gig would be untuck it shirts hey eh, bob hey eh, bob that's our first one which is actually, um, I, I know that you feel the same way. We wouldn't endorse something that we didn't uh, actually like yeah. or believe in. Um, so that's an easy one. I actually have a few Untucket shirts that I've had for a few years. Have a couple more now, thanks to the buds at Untucket. And wore yeah. one out to dinner last night. On our staycation, oh, really? we dinner. went um, to the keg. Like, haven't been out for How dinner as a family in a while. It was fun. Did, did you fire up a baseball? I didn't. Steaksy? I didn't. I went uh, for um, the sirloin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But with a little starter Caesar salad, they get the sourdough bread going, you know? There you go. So you had the uh, easy update shirt and then the solid meal. Yes. There's a night. That's a good night. Um, Yeah. I genuinely do like the shirts. Um, And I genuinely do like that they come in a variety of kind of applications, you know? They have the Henley T-shirts and, and the long sleeve ones. Uh, they're not just yeah. shirts for work. They're shirts for going out. They look good. They feel great. And um, Bob and Aaron and Jeff at uh, the Podcast Exchange seem awesome. Yeah. No, we're stoked, man. This is a, a whole new era for the for the buds. Yes. Good stuff. So thanks Looking in advance to the buds to... for uh, listening to the commercials and getting why we're yeah. doing it and uh, being and as into as we are. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we should take a little break here, bud. Let's do it, bud. All right. <laughs> Listen to that drum fill. <laughs> Who's that? Wait, I don't hear it. It's like it's just a kick drum bit. Wait, put it back to the start. <laughs> Here's what I hear. Boom, ka, boom, ka. No, listen. Boo. And a bat. Here it comes again. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it busier than it needs to be, or is it elegant? Totally. Well, because it happens every four couple beats. He's ripping it. And a bat. And a bat. Who is it? Jeremy, John you've been Robinson posting some crazy drum stuff lately. It's so great to see. Thanks, bud. I've just been... Uh playing a lot and uh decided i guess to share some of the f- farting around i guess you know is it because or... 
um, you have a place to kind of set it up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't play in my basement before without bugging the neighbors more. This is quieter and it's not as, as loud outside. You can still hear it, but it's not as, as annoying, I guess. So how and, does it uh, feel? Feels great. It's a great way to to uh, to, to kind of get some get your heart ripping. It's uh, and it just it's it, it it's comforting to connect to time when you're just playing, and uh, there's something. It's like when people get into working out or yoga or running or jogging like just you're kind of in a zone when you start and uh, it's uh it's always nice you know what i mean it's always a good feeling when you're playing so what do you do when you're practicing do you play along uh, with records no sometimes but mostly i just play time and uh or sometimes i'll play to to a click just to kind of if i'm working on something but uh usually i'll just play time and i'm trying to uh uh when you just play time and and work pivot points and try to push and pull um in that beat that you're playing when you try to be more creative and push stuff out and put things in and add stuff and get busy or less busy or accents and all that stuff just to kind of, uh, it's, it's almost like exploring, you know, cause when you, when you're looking around a place and you, you don't know where it is. And if you just keep looking around, say a forest or whatever, long enough, you start to the terrain and everything gives you an actual map of, if you get used to it enough, you know you can actually find your way around as if you uh, it was an escape with no trees. You know what I mean? So do you just, just kind of riff in around. and out of the waves? Well, you're just... Like play if, it straight, you, then try some crazy stuff? Yeah, that, that enables... By doing that when you're practicing, it enables you to be more free when you're playing music. Like if you're playing in a band, if you're playing live shows, when you're playing those songs... It just kind of gives you more of a vocabulary to work from, but it, that vocabulary is all part and purpose. Its purpose is uh, solely to maintain a groove. You know what I mean? So for me, it's easier to maintain a groove if in my head I'm thinking of like like 16 beats as opposed to just one, two, three, four. Like I'm thinking in my head, I hear all those other beats and those are the ones that I'm pushing or adding or working on or put, you know, adding little spots in because at the end of the day, you're just kind of making it flow and you want it to sound as even and uh, audible as you can, you know. Is there so such thing as being work. in shape? As a drummer? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like if you sure. haven't played for a while and you set up your drum kit, does it take a while yeah. to get in shape? Well, there's always, like, if there's rust, if you, uh, if you don't uh, keep things up, there's always rust. And even, I think the, the only rust I would have now is, like, from... I'm not when you don't play live shows you're the only difference when you're practicing is you're not playing 
that loud for 90 minutes, you know? So that's what you have to get more used to playing at a higher volume for a longer period of time. And that's just endurance. And that's not, you know, that's something that, that happens. And it's, it's, it's almost difficult to, to do it in a, in a practice space, you know, to, to pretend you're playing with the energy of a bunch of people watching. Because when there's a crowd, you it elevates your everything. It makes you you know play with more. Uh, there's just more energy. You know you play so you're not necessarily playing louder, but you're emoting more and you're sweating more and your heart beats up more. So it's just it's a it's a difficult setting to try and fake when you're sitting by yourself. So you don't actually play harder. It's just better amplified. Well, it depends. Yeah, some you sometimes you play harder because you're more excited, but uh, and I guess if you're playing hard music where you're you know you're actually hitting the drums hard, then you'll probably play harder. Yeah, but if you're playing like light drumming that's tight and small, you're not gonna just all of a sudden play it all rock and smashing. You know, so yeah, there's two different approaches but definitely definitely more energy <laughs> is on the shoulders joy pipe oh, down yeah. by the- joy. Come, here, joy. come here joy's like who's that in the room next door why yeah, exactly. is there someone that i don't know in the room next door joy come here joy hi joy hi joy it's like the uh the arnold schwarzenegger movie where he's born on an island and has never seen anybody except the, the grooming by the scientists that he's given i can't remember what it is but he like bad movie but that's um, joy as oh it's yeah as pertains world. to joy i thought you meant as pertains to drummer yeah. and i was trying to follow you no joy just being in this world of like what is going on all of a sudden i'm just used to this bliss and openness <laughs> now if you're drumming and sweating why don't the sticks fly out of your hands because you still got the grip do you do you ever put chalk on your hands like gymnasts do like LeBron James? No. Yeah. But uh, Tim was saying it was moist down there at the lake. And that's one thing that you would have to deal with big time if you're not playing much and then all of a sudden you're playing five shows a week. Like there's blisters on your hands. Like that hat. You have to go through your hands if you haven't been playing and you, the, the calluses wear oh, away. Wow. That has to happen. Like you have to get them back. There's no way around it, so you have to kind of get blisters. <laughs> I mean, you so, can probably work it up, but yeah, eventually you're going to be like, I got to, you know, because there's if you're playing outdoor humid shows and you're smashing it, you're going to have to, uh, you know, hope that uh, your hands don't break. Do you wear British driving gloves, like with holes in the knuckles? That that doesn't help because then your hands are just soup inside the glove. It's so it's almost worse. So underneath you're just got water, and it's just like you know what how a blister is. If you put a glove, it yeah. just becomes wet and more loose. So uh, yeah, that's almost a recipe for disaster. You know those Arkells. How many shows did they sell out down there? Three. Three. Yeah, yeah. Three bangers. Nuts. And the return to kind of live music for a lot of people by the looks of it. Yeah. It was for sure. It was kind of like the breath of live, fresh air, and uh, um, it was uh, it was I think five thousand capacity a, a show as opposed to I think twenty plus down there. 
So it was, it, but it was still a lot of people. That's what's that's. I'm sure it felt exactly the same. So, people love those yeah. Arkells, man. I bet it felt great for them to be up playing again. Yeah, it's good for our bud. Good for it's our bud, Kimball. Timothy. Yeah, it'll feel good for us to get out there live again too. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be rocking it soon. I think probably uh, we'll see how it goes here in the fall. The, this uh, the next wave ski. Um, do you ever miss playing live for a big crowd? Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, performing is fun. Playing is always fun. But, uh, and I'll, yeah, I'll play again for sure. Well, it would sure mean a lot just to the matter, bots. Just, just a matter of time, bot. Um, okay, so we're going to play a game where we uh, name a small town in yeah, small. Canada. <laughs> And it doesn't yeah. even have a clever name yet. You just have to guess if it's a real town or a fake town. Like it doesn't rhyme like realtor or faketer, but um, it's still a good game nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. So who's you going want me first? To start? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. All I have to do is guess if it's a real town or not. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm just gonna stick in Ontario to keep it simple here. Okay. Uh, the first town. Is real or fake? Brant, Ontario. Brant. B R A N T? Yeah. Brant. Okay, I'm going to talk it out. There's a guy named Brant Penvidic, who's a Canadian guy who worked in TV. I think so, the story goes. He cold called David Foster. I was like, hey, can I work in TV? And the Foss was like, you seem bold. Sure. No way. Um, which the older I get, the more I'm convinced that that's kind of how things go down. Anyway, I'm stalling. I know, right? <laughs> um, I feel like Brant is plausible. So, yes, Brant, Ontario is a town. Brant, Ontario, population 37,000. Yes, it is real. Do you know where it is? I feel like I've driven by it. Brant. Let me find it. Brant. It's near the hammer, bot. Huh. You know what else is near the hammer? <laughs> what? The town of Smithville, Ontario, it's... where Mike Holmes and his children went to fix a thing for a lady. Um, okay, one, one for one. Here is your okay. first small town. I'm not going to go base. Like, there are lots of, like, Crotch Lake, Balls Falls kind of places. Um, balls, falls. <laughs> um, that's, no way. Yeah, that's, that's a place for sure. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> the interesting thing is, there's an apostrophe, so the ball possesses the falls. Like it's not plural. Um, the balls <laughs> own the falls. Um, okay, uh, this one is in Ontario as well. Okay, real or fake? Punky Doodles Corners. Come on. Hunky Doodles Corners? Yeah. I mean, that sounds sounds uh, annoying enough to be real. I'm going to say it's real. It's not, is it? It's real, bud. Oh, it's real. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you know what it's known yeah, for? Yeah, live in Hunky Doodles Corners. It's P. It's like a Punky Brewster. Um, what's, what's, uh, where is it? 
Punky Doodles Corners is in the Waterloo region. And do you know what it's most famous for? What? Frequent sign theft. Oh, my God. People want so the sign that says Punky Doodles Corners. Okay, good. So I'm up oh, one. Oh, that's right. Okay, what's my next one? Damn. Zion! Okay. <laughs> okay. The town of Crum. Crum, Ontario. Like C R U M B? <laughs> yeah. Crum. Hmm. <laughs> My first reaction was it's not that crazy, it's probably true, but then I don't think you'd go two trues back to back. So I'm gonna say false. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's is it false? Wouldn't want to, it's false, but it's a great name for a town. <laughs> Welcome to Crumb. It's a great name for a town. <laughs> you um, know, it's like nobody wants to live here, but we got our thing. Uh, Crumb. Uh, Bacon Ridge, Manitoba. <clears throat> that sounds, uh, Bacon Ridge, Manitoba sounds fake to me. That sounds annoyingly fake. It's There's real, no bud. It's not yes. Bacon Ridge. Yeah, like it sounds so like this. Who the hell is he? <laughs> like to call it Bacon Ridge? What? Because there's like a pig farmer on there. I don't know. I um I was working in Colorado once. I can't remember if I told you this. And the town next door was called No Name. And it's because oh, when they man. were making the map, they were like, "Buds, we're going to be making the map. You need to tell us what your name is by such and such a date." And they didn't, so they put on, I don't know, ye old post-it notes or whatever they had back in the day, no name as kind of a placeholder, and then it went to print as no name. That's it. And that's the end. So they had to keep it? That's, that's it? eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no way. That's eight. No name, Colorado, <laughs> next to Colorado Springs. I have some great ones on this list from uh, the show Still Standing. Do you want me to keep going or do you have more? Uh, yeah, go and uh, give me another one if you got another good one. Okay. Then I'll give you one. Um, or is it on the list? Finger, Manitoba. <laughs> that sounds so greasy. <laughs> That's got to be fake. I can't be a real place. It's real, bud. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so greasy. I guess it just depends on your outlook and how you're wired. Fingies. How about okay? Pincher Creek. That's real. I Come think I've been down. there. Come on down to Pincher Creek. I think Pincher Creek is real. How could you? How could you be there? It's only got thirty six hundred people. No, it's been there. Through. What like when we were driving past to go to a gig? Yeah, yeah. Probably you were sleeping, <laughs> and I was driving. That's how I saw it. It's a real town. Urine, Saskatchewan. That's real. How did you know that? Because I've heard that one before. Urine, good one. Saskatchewan. There's also Climax, Saskatchewan. How about, how about Tobermary? Isn't that Tobermory? Yeah, but it's more funny if it's a fake one called Dauber Mary. <laughs> and um, there are no, there's no boat wrecks. There's nothing in Dauber Mary. 
isn't there? Well, there isn't Tobermory. Every time you see on a picture of Tobermory, and there's they show that boat under the water. What boat? <laughs> Look, go right now. Are you going type on the Googsy? <laughs> no, type it in there. Type it quietly, because that bot said we were too loud near the I, mics. Well, yeah. I am. T- t- I, th- I have mine separate from the uh, Type keyboard. Type it quiet, bud. It's too loud, bud. <laughs> I'm going to look at Tobermory and then images. Yeah. So There's the a boat? Fifth one that, the fifth one that came up. Oh, well, it's, the first one's there. Like, it's the same picture, but... Oh, yeah, there the it is. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, a dive site? So when you go there, like, how many people do you think are, like, trying to go see that boat when, when you're in Dovermory? So it's on the Bruce Peninsula. What they do, <laughs> sink her so you could dive on it? No, it just sank there, I guess. And it's just probably, like, old, like, Coke cans and bongs in it now. Speaking of which, cocaine, New Brunswick. No way. What do they call it again? What's the name? What is the other name for it? For scoops? Gak? No. Gak, New one. Brunswick. No, the one that we heard in PEI, the, the, the name. What was that other? Uh, gear. Oh, the gear. <laughs> yeah. Always right into the gear. Joy. Um, <laughs> cocaine, New Brunswick. Do the guy who wants gear at the, at the party. Hey, hey, buddy, you got any gear? What? No, I don't, man. You, you just any- asked me that. Nor can get any gear. No, sorry. You don't know anyone who's got gear. <laughs> We're gonna get some gear. <laughs> Cocaine, New Brunswick. Yes or no? Uh, no, no way. That's real. No, it's not. Yes, it is. C O C A G N E. Cocaine. No way. Cocaine, New Brunswick. (laughs) It's spelled like cocagne, but it's um uh in Kent County. It's a rural community, lovely on the beach. It's funny because there's like cocaine hotels, cocaine tourism. Cocaine attractions, cocaine restaurants, cocaine island. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can kayak on cocaine. <laughs> I remember some of these. Yeah, every now I'm looking in Alberta, and uh, I remember driving through a lot of these places. Do you? Same. Yeah. Yeah, you must have seen every the, corner of Canada. Most. The drives back and forth. But I remember still the first time I saw the mountains. That was pretty pretty horny. Oh, yeah. Very ornate. <laughs> we were talking last night at dinner, as a matter of fact, about um, things that are actually amazing. Like, you know how people say, like, this toast is amazing? Yeah. Um, like, things that are like actually... What is actually... Amazing. We're so prone to hyperbole. It was the best muffin ever, kind of stuff. So we're talking about. It has to be a pretty good muffin, yeah. 
we're talking about things that are actually amazing. And I, I, I thought Lake Louise was pretty amazing. Yeah, the water. Yeah. That blue water. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're like, what's going on here? Snafu Yukon. Real or fake? I mean, that sounds like a punk band. So I'm going to say no way. It's real bad. Oh, come on, man. That's it. I quit. I know. I'm done. You are stinking up the room. It was, it was named after everyone's favorite military acronym, Situation <clears throat> Normal, all fouled up by the U.S. military while they were building the Alaska Highway. It's a campground now, have, surrounded by lakes, and uh, canoe. it's a good place for canoe trips. Are you going to hit the RV this coming up at all? I, I think so. I'm not sure where... Um, I'm not sure where we're going to go. We had booked uh, a trip to Massachusetts the last week of August, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I guess on the 21st, nope. they revisit uh, what the border situation is, but I don't imagine it's going to be that different. The broader. I know. We usually do a little sneaky target back to school rip. No bang or sneak. No. At all. No bang or sneak, no Jason's pizza. <clears throat> well, no, I imagine uh, who's, you know who's probably feeling that the worst is Tim down in the Fort Erie, because that's such a huge part of uh, life down there is ripping over the border. So stuff. did you talk to him after the gigs? I didn't go to any of the gigs, but, but I've been talking to him uh, before and after for sure. Like, how did it go? Great. Did he love it? Yeah, he he said he, he, he. I mean, I saw clips and they played fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just was, you know, soup for one, so busy in the house, but two, uh, just kind of not feeling live shows yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just a, gotta step out there when I really feel good. I'm even though we're over double vax for uh, over a month now, but still. Uh, when you hear stuff, you just kind of, especially with the kids going into school and Lisa's mom is going to come visit soon. So just keeping it, uh, I know it's not keep her tight here. Like yeah. even being in a hotel, like the elevator door opens and there's someone on it. Like, I don't know. Are, <laughs> are we supposed to get on or not? Anyway, everything's a little know, different. Right? It is. It's really weird. Yeah. Cause you, you, you know, and you're still masking it up all over the place and, Sometimes I, I notice, like, going back and forth from the car and the hotel, it's like, you know, you, you forget your mask and you got to go back to the car and get a new mask or go to the front and get another mask. Yeah. You end up having, like, 15 masks in your pocket when you're traveling around. Oh, here's a bonehead move I did yesterday. There's, um, I was paying for parking and you stick your card in and then you punch all the stuff and then in the end to pay for it you tap your card so mm. it it took like two and a half minutes to go through all the stuff like just the city parking thing and so by the time i was ready to tap i grabbed a card and tapped and drove away left my credit card in the thing oh no i know um that sucks but do you know this will tell you what an optimist I am. I was surprised when I went back two hours later and my card wasn't still there. Carol was like, you really believe that's how 
things work sometimes, and it's true. I guess I'm yeah. naive to a fault. Um, let me t- let me tell you something about what I forgot to mention. Uh, all, with all the stuff, the renos and stuff that have been going on, we still don't have a kitchen, man. So it's been like going out to grab up takeout or you know order something in or pizza. No. And I'm just so sick of it. Like you're driving, going, gets waiting for ten minutes. Like the of the kitchen, it's an unfortunate situation. But uh, the 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 badu is putting the kitchen in the one of the one of the main cabinet bods had a health issue, and it you know just kind of came as one of those things they were supposed to start and so we have you know it's unfortunate health situation so uh we're just kind of in limbo trying to uh figure out how to get these in the kitchen in there so we can start eating on a regular basis there's nothing at jack astor's on the menu you oh, no. would have now no you know what's not too bad is kelsey's surprisingly uh like good, good stuff, you know. Because you go to you go to a lot of these places, and I don't want to chirp anybody in a bad way, but the quality of the food is just terrible. So you you know you're spending a hundred bucks for your whole family to eat, and you're like eating two bites, and you're like, this chicken tastes terrible. Like I can't even eat this. So I got to give at least Kelsey's some props up here in Newmarket for. It's um making simple stuff that's like quality that the kids were, like are happy with, you know what I mean? That's the other thing, trying to find something that they like and it's like, man, you're spending the money, so you got to eat it. <laughs> uh Eastside Mario's is the one that I can't do. Yeah. I can usually find something at some of those places, but that I don't know about that one. Me too. Yeah, it's a little bit uh I feel like this is a little I'm getting pickpocketed here. Yeah. Bada bing, bada barf, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now watch, the podcast exchange will come to us and say, good news, East Side Mario's is in. (laughs) Have you ever mentioned them on your show? I don't don't think so. (laughs) I don't know. I I can't remember, actually. I don't remember that. And then I have to see bada bing, bada barf written in print, like as a transcript of our show. Oh, man. Okay, last one. (laughs) Yubu, British Columbia. Y O U B O U. You boo. I love it. I, I wish, I hope it's real, so I'm going to say yes. It's real. Yeah, it is real, Bob. I knew Nailed it. Nailed her, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to Uber. I'm going to uh, take Joy out to Citadel Hill. See if she can do her business on an historic uh, monument. An historic steaming coiler on Citadel Hill. Uh, staycation, Bob. That's what you get. Have fun. Thanks, bud. Good one. Good job, bud. Hey, bud.